Welcome to Amelia Baptist Podcast, where we discuss church life, theological questions, and cultural influences. Our podcasts are available via Google, Spotify, Apple, and many other podcast platforms. We hope you subscribe and enjoy today's episode. Welcome back to Amelia Baptist Roundtable here. We're glad that you're joining us today. Um, today, we have a very special guest with us. Uh, I'm with a good friend of mine and somebody who's been a part of our church for quite a while now, Liz Treffin. Uh, welcome, Liz. Glad you're here. Um, today, we're going to be talking about uh, a specific ministry, but something that's dear to our church's heart. Uh, you know, we focus a lot about localized ministry. We focus on international ministry. Mm-hmm. Um, but today we're going to talk about a, a U.S.-based ministry that has reached internationally, but but specifically uh, is focused on young uh, people, young adults, and helping them learn to defend their faith, to uh, have Christian worldview, a biblical worldview, and that uh, helps them to go out and be make a difference in our culture. Uh, so tell us a little bit about this ministry, Liz, um, and how you first heard about it. Sure. Yeah, well, thanks for having me, Dylan, and for inviting me to talk about a ministry that has touched my life in some incredible ways, and then an opportunity to share about um, what God's doing through Summit. Um, I first heard about Summit when I was a kid because my parents listened to Focus on the Family. Yes. And mm-hmm. Dr. Dobson sent his son to Summit um, back before my parents even had me. And they heard about that and Dr. Dobson's testimony about how Ryan Dobson went and his testimony and experience. And they were like, we want to send our kids there one day. Um, so then in 2017, I went as a student and I didn't really know what to expect entirely. I knew that it was a Christian conference, but my experience with conferences up to that point had been camps. So like summer camp, it's normally a week long. Mm -hmm. There's a heavy emphasis on, um, like preaching the gospel and there'll be like a call to missions. Um, and so I went and my expectation was very different than what I walked into because I walked into an environment that was intellectually challenging, very open to receiving all of the questions that you had Mm -hmm. and, um, focused on what a Christian worldview is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I did not actually attend summit, but I had the opportunity during college to take uh, a worldview course led by, uh, John Stone street, who at the time was, uh, the head of, of summit ministries Mm -hmm. there. And uh, it definitely is one of the highlights of my college years and college degree there was going through the the ability to look at different world religions, uh, look at Christianity, Mm. understand um, uh, how that relates to all these other religions and how we can defend our faith uh, through that there. So um, we've kind of hinted at it. Uh, Summits in Colorado uh, is their main headquarters, but they've expanded throughout the the United States and do different... um, I don't like the word camps, but different uh, couple-week conference, uh, intensive time of study uh, on biblical worldview. Mm -hmm. But kind of explain to us the mission of Summit. What's their goals uh, with these uh, intensive Mm -hmm. conferences that happen here? Yeah, that's a great question. And if you tell somebody that you're going to a two-week conference, they're probably going to ask you, well, what do you do for two weeks? Um, And when you go for two weeks, you actually sit in 60 hours of lectures. 
And wow. so normally your day will start with breakfast and then you'll have class basically from 8.15 until lunch. And then you'll have one lecture after lunch. And then your afternoon is normally free for some kind of activity. And then you'll come back, you'll have worship, and then you'll have either one lecture or two lectures at night. And so what that looks like is they bring in um, like faculties and residents to speak on Christian apologetics. They speak on how to share your faith with Muslims. They talk about um, homosexuality, marriage, bioethics, basically what the culture is talking about and then how we as believers respond to that. And so when you go as a student, you get to be a part of a small group that meets every other night or every night. And so after hearing all these lectures and then getting to run around outside, play sports, do fun things, then at night you can like decompress with like a small group of maybe six people, seven people, and then you have a small group leader. And then you can sit down and go, okay, what did you guys think? What are some lingering questions that you have? And really grow in community with each other because some it is all about your questions. Mm. And so they're like, no question is off the table. And even in the lecture setting, like John Stone Street could be speaking or Dr. Jeff himself, the president of Summit. And they invite you to just raise your hand and ask them a question. Right. And they treat you like a mature adult and they answer your question and they'll challenge you. And I think the important thing and one thing I love about the ministry is that, um, uh, they're willing to look at the different worldviews yes. and then bring it back to why the Bible has stood the test of time and yeah. why it continues to stand mm-hmm. uh, and Christianity continues to stand the test of time mm-hmm. um, and, and really encourage you and help you to uh, understand what you believe and yeah. be able to defend your faith there. Um, so uh, in your own words, why do you feel this is important for the young uh, people for our generation mm. um, here, especially yeah. in the U.S.? Well, I can speak from personal experience to say I think it's important because you you need to know not just what you believe, but why you believe what you believe. And if you don't know the reason for why you believe what you believe, what your belief is grounded on and based in, your belief's going to fall apart because you are going to meet people who are more knowledgeable about what they believe or what their worldview is and what their perspective is. And they're going to ask you questions. You're going to be like crickets, like nothing. And so it's really good to experience Summit because they tackle the major worldviews. Mm-hmm. And they really honestly do a great job of just being um, straightforward to say, hey, this is what they believe. Yeah. And then say, okay, now this is what the Bible says. So when you meet somebody who has a postmodern worldview or a new spiritualist worldview, you can say, hey, I see this in your worldview and I see this. And mm-hmm. these are good things. But then you bring the gospel into it and you go, but this is actually like better. Right. And that equips you because you go, okay by the power of the Holy Spirit and by this knowledge that I've accumulated and experienced, I could have a conversation with a Muslim and ask them some good questions. Yeah. And I think a lot of young people, you know, they leave, they grow up in church, mm-hmm. they go through high school, they leave yes. uh, their family and their local body of believers. They go to college and then all of a sudden they're bombarded with different ideologies and different worldviews and different thoughts. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, this sounds logical. This, and this, professor or this student or whatever uh, has more knowledge than I have. Mm -hmm. Um, so maybe they're right. Uh, maybe, maybe I've been deceived and, and taught incorrectly my whole 18 years of life, you know? And so, Mm. um, and statistically we know a lot of young, 
young people uh, walk away from the faith Mm -hmm. uh, after high school. And, you know, I think a lot of it is they don't understand what they believe and why they believe it there. Um, So uh, tell us about your first experience at Summit. Uh, kind of wh- what were you thinking when you went in and yeah. then what did you think when you came out uh, after those couple weeks there? Yeah, well, I went in and um, I was like, well, I'm sure I'm going to meet some great people and I'm going to be like, I'm going to sit under some phenomenal teaching. Um, and so when I went in, I was like, okay, there's a, about 185 people, including me. And then there's staff members and then there's like lectures. And then we do like things like go hike Pikes Peak and go whitewater rafting. And I was like, oh, this is going to be great. So we got there. And I think one of the first things that hit me was just the depth of community that you experience mm-hmm. because you have this um, just beautiful um, kind of like a greenhouse environment because almost everybody there wants to be there and they're hungry to learn. And so like you sit in lectures and you're challenged and you might disagree with each other and you can go have a meal together and have a great conversation and disagree at the end. Right. And And I hadn't experienced that before because like I grew up in a Christian home and like I knew what I believed and why I believed it. And I'm so grateful for my parents, like just raising me with scripture, like in our home. Mm -hmm. But then when I got to summit, I realized, wow, I really don't know the worldviews in the world. Like I, I just had this kind of bubble of what I believed. And so when I went to summit, my bubble was just popped and it was like, oh man, there are so many worldviews out there. So how do I go farther to reach those people besides like the gospel alone first? Yes. But then also what, what do they believe and where do they come from? Mm-hmm. And so as the session went on, I think I just learned so much about the power of questions. Right. And truthfully, like there are so many more people that are more knowledgeable than me on so many, like so many subjects, like talking about creation versus evolution and bioethics. Like mm-hmm. they're definitely smarter than I am, but I learned how to ask open-ended questions right. to get to know, Hey Dylan, like what do you believe in why? And then, foster a relationship because truth and relationship go hand in hand. Yeah. And whether we're talking about, uh, you know, gender or Mm -hmm. sexuality or marriage or, um, you know, uh, uh, ethics, uh, abortion, most people have not carried that logically forward what they believe. And a lot of times as we ask questions, uh, it really brings to the surface, even in their own minds. Mm. Why do I believe this? What am I believing? Uh, if I carry this logically to its end result, where does that leave me? Mm. And instead of it being, you're wrong, um, it allows us to have a dialogue and allows yeah. us to help them think through uh, mm. what their beliefs are and maybe see a different different side, the a biblical side um, there. Now, you talked about friends, and I know mm-hmm. you've made a lot of, uh, lot of really good friends, yeah. uh, including a very special <laughs> one to you yes. that is living here. Tell us a little bit about some of the friendships that you've made and yeah. how that's impacted your life, uh, you said, over the last five years here yeah. that you've been involved yeah. with Summit. So I think um, something that God used mightily in my life was when I went to Summit, I met other people that are really on fire for the Lord and very, um, just passionate about the things of God. And that was so encouraging to me that I was like, I want to like cultivate this community at home in my local church, which is just the mission 
of Summit 2 is to equip you and to send you home into the real world, right? And so some of the friendships that I made, even as a student five years ago, I still talk to some of those people. Mm -hmm. And I, um, when I left Summit, I knew that these are people that I want to do life with. And so then I went back again as a student in 2018 and then I staffed in 2019 and some of those people from that I staffed with, I still know. And then I'm actually dating somebody who was on staff there in 2019. Um, But it's true that the relationship that you build and form people live all over the country, Mm -hmm. all over the world. Um, But because you've just, come together on this common ground of like, I want to know Jesus better and love people well around me and share the gospel. That bond is like indescribable. So you can stay in touch if you live in England or California or New York, you just can. Yeah, that's great. Um, switching tracks a little bit here. So we've talked a lot about the experience there at summit. Mm -hmm. Uh, we talked about the friendships that you gain, but, um, I'd like to ask, if you have a couple examples of how you've been able to use what you learned at Summit practically uh, as a Christian hmm. in the culture we live in with conversations or sure. situations that God has put you in and allowed you to use the worldview, the question asking, hmm. uh, to actually share the truth of the gospel with people um, where they are hmm. um, and how you've, you've basically applied that practically to your life. Yeah, there. that's a really good question. Um, I think one of the ways that I've seen my experience from Summit and how God used that in my life to today is just the practical application of truth and relationship. And so what I mean by that is um, I've had a heart for missions for a really long time, and I would love to go overseas and show the gospel and be on mission. Like, I would love to, um, but with where I am right now, where I work and the people that I play sports with, like, those people are people that I get to minister to and love on. And so I think I learned a lot about how truth and relationship go together. So we see in scripture, like, do you know how many meals Jesus ate with people? So many. And he would sit somewhere and he would talk to them about the truth of God's word and they would eat a meal together or they would walk somewhere. Mm -hmm. And so I realized like, man, truth and relationship go hand in hand. So build relationships with people that are not believers through common interests. One of those for me is playing ultimate Frisbee. I love ultimate Frisbee and it's a sport that's fun and it's competitive and you can bond with people while you play sports. But then almost every week after we go play Frisbee, we all go out to eat somewhere and Some of us are believers. Some of us are not. There's a fellow that's an atheist and he loves to just talk about what he believes and why. And so I've seen my experience from Summit come into just my everyday life because I can sit across the table from somebody and go, man, like, I love you as a friend Mm -hmm. and like, I would just love to know you. And so I can ask questions and he asked me questions, but I think before five years ago, I think I would have really struggled with that because presuppositions I had in my mind Mm. about what other people believed, I was probably quite afraid to like, oh my goodness, be friends with an atheist. And Mm. I'm like, whoa, like incredible people made in the image of God that I can get to know. Right. Very good. Um, how would you answer, uh, the idea, uh, out there in some places that uh, worldview or having an understanding of multiple different thoughts and ideologies mm-hmm. is not super important for mm-hmm. the Christian life. Um, that, um, you know, it's not necessary for us to mm-hmm. have an understanding mm-hmm. of the worldview. You know, you can have your opinion, I can have my opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, 
it's okay that they're different. We mm-hmm. just live in harmony. Cause mm. uh, I know that's not what you're saying. Right. Um, while we have discussions, there is a definite right and wrong yes. truth and error. Yes. Um, and so how, what would your response be to people that say, well, it's okay for you to believe what you believe for mm-hmm. me to believe what I believe. We really don't need to have a discussion about this. Let's just all mm. be happy. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think the first thing I would say is if I just, like carrying on a conversation with you and didn't share the truth with you, that would be unloving and truly like cruel to -hmm. you. Um, and for the idea that like, we'll all just live in harmony together. The truth of the matter is like, that's not what harmony is. Right. Um, and if we aren't willing to say like, Hey, I could be wrong. So like, tell me about what you think. Um, I think there's just a lot of pride that builds there. Um, and within the church, I think we shoot ourselves in the foot if we're not willing to come out of our church as the church and build relationships with people that don't believe what we believe. Mm -hmm. Because I mean, how else are we to like advance the kingdom of God if we don't develop relationships with people that aren't believers with the goal and the heart to share the hope of Jesus Mm -hmm. with them? Yeah, and it reminds me of Jesus telling his disciples to go and enter a house in a, you, mm. you know, each village that they went to to enter a house and stay in that house, unless they were kicked out of that house. Right. Stay in that house, fellowship in that house. Yeah. Uh, as they minister, um, it doesn't mention stay in the house of only believers. No. Right? It, it talks about going in yeah. and ministering where God had placed them, going out, being involved, mm. uh, uh, you know, in community there. Yeah. I think that's very important. Um, you went back and staffed uh, at Summit for a couple of years now. Yeah. And you have a, a new uh, opportunity that's come to you this next yeah. uh, summer here. Explain to us a little bit about this, the service opportunities there at Summit sure. uh, after going through and what you're actually going to be doing yeah. uh, this year. So. Well, um, when you attend, at least when I attended as a student, I knew that, oh my goodness, this is a ministry that I want to be a part of for the rest of my life, whatever that looks like, whether that's just telling people about my experience or actually working and serving with them. Um, so I went two years as a student and then I went back as a staff member and got to work in the kitchen. And I was like, oh, this is so much fun. We literally like our heart's goal was to make good food for people to love them well. Like, cause that's what Jesus would do. He would make excellent food for people. Um, and so this year, um, I have the privilege to go back and, um, kind of run the kitchen and I'm really excited to just see what God does because I think, a way that we can love people well is by making them good food. And so if you go staff at Summit, you could have a number of different roles. You could work in the classroom, monitoring lectures, the front desk. You could do like maintenance. You could Mm -hmm. work in the kitchen. Um, And so that's going to be my role. And I'm just, I'm excited because it brings in something that I'm passionate about, which is like manual labor and work Mm because God made us to work. And then you bring in hard work and excellent work and then food, which brings people together. And then you get working in a kitchen. Exactly. Yeah. So how many people do you serve on average uh, in, out of that kitchen? There? Well, so we have 185 students and then probably 35 staff members. And then we have people that live full time with their families on site, which is great because we have little kids running around and their parents. And it just it's, right. it's, it feels like your local church. So we cook for about 250 
breakfast, lunch, and dinner. So how do you feel about being in charge of 250 meals? (laughs) Well, I am feeling excited about it um, because I'm not doing it by myself. Okay. Yeah, Yeah, definitely not. There will be, um, you have shifts that you work, so you work Mm -hmm. morning shift or evening shift, and there's at least eight people on a shift. So I could not cook that much by myself. Praise the Lord, I don't have to. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's great. Um, you brought a couple books that you would recommend for those who, uh, you know, can't make it out to summit mm-hmm. this summer, yeah. uh, but are interesting in growing their understanding of biblical worldviews or worldviews in general, and how the, the Christian faith can be defended there. Yeah. Uh, you want to show our listeners or sure. those who are watching, yes. <laughs> um, read out the title for those who are listening on, yeah. on a podcast forum here, mm-hmm. uh, some recommendations here. Sure. So the first one is the secret battle of ideas about God. And, um, that's written by Dr. Jeff Myers, um, who's the president of summit. And this book has really, um, rocked my world in a lot of ways because he talks about how ideas are viruses. And I'd never thought of ideas that way until I went to summit. And then I read this book because truthfully, like through the movies that we watch, the media that we consume, everybody has an agenda and your like worldview is powered by ideas Mm -hmm. and realizing that you are being like bombarded by ideas is good. And then knowing how to battle those false ideas with the truth is very equipping. Um, so that's a really great book. And then this book, this is understanding the times, and this is a very large book. Um, and truly like, I've not read this cover to cover, but this is a really good reference book. So basically Dr. Jeff and Dr. Noble, um, they wrote this book as basically to keep it in your library and go, I need to know more about postmodernism or secularism or Marxism or how did communism start? Right. And you can go to this book and you can look at it and reference it. Um, there's like lots of definition of terms here, which is great. Mm-hmm. History, um, history of ideas, definition yes. of terms. It's so good. I know Christian schools that use this as their curriculum. Mm-hmm. And then another one that I don't have with me is actually called Tactics, and it's by Greg Kokel. I've read that one a couple times because he walks through very, um, very detailed, very precise how to ask good questions. And he talks about just like um, how to ask open-ended questions, how to... um, interact with people that might be abrasive or just closed off, or maybe they're very open and they have lots of ideas and try to like how to pull things down to like concrete and talk about them. And so that's another one that I really benefited from reading. Great. So secret battle of ideas about God by Dr. Jeff Myers and understanding the times by Jeff Myers and David Noble. Um, and then the third one was Tactics, Tactics by Greg Kokel. By Greg Kokel. Well, we're going to see if Clay can put that information up on the video here uh, for those of you who would like to order that and do a little bit of home research and study on biblical worldview. So yeah. uh, the last, uh, as we come kind of to the close of our discussion here, for those who have listened uh, to this podcast and you said, I'd love to go to Summit or I have a, a, a child or a grandchild that yeah. I, would, I think would benefit from Summit, mm-hmm. tell us how they can um, uh, register. Is it too late to go this year? Do you have to wait till next year? 
um, how can they get involved and, and mm-hmm. really expand their faith here? Yeah. So one thing that I probably forgot to mention was there's actually a suggested age range if you go to Summit. And that's 16 years old. And then I think they say like 25 is the top age. I'm not sure if they're hard and fast on that, but they recommend that you're over 16 just because there's a lot of content and um, it's very it's very intense and just being a little bit more mature is helpful. And I truly think you get the most out of it. Um, and so it's not too late if you want to go this summer to Georgia where they have conferences or Colorado, cause they still have some openings and you could just go to summit.org and you can click on their programs and you'll see all their information. They even have free resources and a blog you can read. If you want to know more about like mm-hmm. Dr. Myers and, um, their bookstore, on their website actually has these books, okay, which is perfect. great. Um, so summit.org. Yeah. Uh, for those of you who are interested, uh, also feel free to, uh, send any questions our way here yeah. uh, on Facebook or YouTube. And we'll be happy to pass those on to Liz and she can get a hold of you and answer those questions for you there. Um, uh, what I guess ending here, mm-hmm. if you could tell me the biggest thing you've learned uh, from your time at summit and, mm. you know, we've talked a lot of, uh, big ideas, but yeah. like, um, what's your takeaway yeah. uh, for summit? If you could say it in a sentence, Oh man, in just one <laughs> sentence, don't you, don't you love the one yes. sentence? Um, there. I would probably say, you can say two sentences. Okay. Two, thank you. I appreciate that. Don't know that double, I sometimes have lots of sentences to say. Um, I'd probably say that like, I, am humbled by the fact that God chose to save me mm-hmm. and truly sharing the gospel with people that are closest to you and that you interact with on a daily basis will change your life and theirs by the power of the Holy Spirit. Truly. Amen. Well, thanks Liz for joining us here. Uh, uh, we love you here at Amelia Baptist and are going to miss you uh, and Galen. We kind of yeah. added him into the family here as y'all uh, go out there to Colorado, but we're excited mm. for what God's going to do. We'll be praying for you thank and you. Uh, summer there, uh, there at summit. Yeah. Um, thank you for joining us for Amelia Baptist Roundtable. Uh, as always, feel free to share these with your friends and neighbors. Um, we're on all of the podcast platforms, uh, YouTube and Facebook. Feel free to comment uh, below. Uh, if you have prayer requests, also send mm. those in. And we'll see you next time here yeah. on the Amelia Baptist Roundtable.